Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, and welcome again as we open up the Word of God and find the treasures of God in the Word. No gimmicks here, no looking around for other fancy stuff. We come straight to the Word of God and we study the Word of God. And so God will increase our knowledge. He will give us wisdom. And by getting that understanding, we will understand more and know more about God and the world we are living in. And are we living in a strange world right now? I want to talk to you today about the mark of the beast. It is a topic which so many people are talking about these days. And there's so much misinformation. There's a lot of good information. I mean, you just open up YouTube and you type in the mark of the beast and you've got a plethora of messages all over the the internet. And some of them is good. Some of them is really, really not so good. Uh, I've looked at a few of those and uh, don't waste your time. I've done it for you. I've looked into that. So um, because there's a lot of people these days now coming out and saying that the vaccine is the mark of the beast and don't take it because it is the mark of the beast. And uh, a lot of people believe that. And now they're crying out and the world is looking at this and there's people who knows the scriptures and they go, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. So that's why we open up the word of God and we study it from that perspective. There's also people out there who says that you better be watching out because you can accidentally take the mark of the beast. Will this happen? Is that an accidental thing? We will address all of those questions as we go to the Word of God. And as I say, the Word of God is our foundation. And I want to read you the scripture verse which I hold dear to my heart. It's been, uh, you know, one of my foundations all of these years. And it's in Psalm 119 verse 18 where the psalmist cry out to God. He says, open up my eyes. Now, it's not only physical eyes. He talks about his spiritual eyes, his eyes of understanding. He says, open up my eyes so that I may see the wondrous things of your law. The wondrous things of your law. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says that the deus of scanditos, the things which is uh, hidden from us belongs to God. But the deus revelatos, the things which is revealed, belongs to us and our children's children. And my prayer today is, is that, that, we, that God open up your eyes and he gives us his revelation so that it belongs to us and we get an understanding. So before we get into the mark of the beast, I've read a little bit, uh, you know, around as I do a lot of reading. I came across this man who lived in the 18th century. He was a medical doctor. His name is uh, Gustav Le Bon. Now, Gustav Le Bon was well known back in his day for writing and studying about uh, um, psycho psychosis, crowd psychosis, you know, it is crowd uh, control. And he wrote something really interesting in the 18th century, which is so applicable to our day. As I read through his quote, I want you to think about the recent events that's happening all around the world. And, uh, you know, this is not the Bible. This is a man who studied that very clever man. And what he said back in the day is true. Gustav wrote, he says, the masses have never thirsted after truth. They turn aside from evidence that is not to their taste, preferring to defy error, if error seduce them. You see, this is so true. Think about what he said. 
you know, they turn aside from evidence. And we see so many times today where people bring evidence. It, it's so easy for some people to stand in front of a, a, a camera and say, oh, we've got the evidence, but they haven't got evidence. They have got no evidence. But when somebody brings the real evidence, then these people are minuscule, they are pushed out, they are cancelled and all of these things. And this is what this man said. They are seduced. He continues on to say, whoever can supply them with illusions is, uh, um, is easily their master. Whoever attempts to destroy their illusions is always their victim. Now look around the world right now. The woke brigade. The, the cancel culture brigade. You know, these people have got illusions. And, and honestly, I sometimes look as a sane person. I hope I'm still sane. But as a sane person, I look at it and I think about logic. And I apply just logic to what people say. And, and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. But yet these people continue and they've got masses of people following them. You see, they live in an illusion. And if you come with the truth against that illusion, it's then that you become their enemy, their victim. And they want to destroy you. So today I come to you with the word of God, which my friend soon, very soon, the word of God will be seen as the victim of society. Not because it's victimized, but it's because it, is, it will be seen as the enemy. There's a better word. The enemy of society. Because it brings the truth in their faces to defy their error. So with that in mind, let's look at the mark of the beast. We find the mark of the beast in Revelation chapter 13, 1. And in Revelation chapter 13, 7, we find another mark when God comes down and he, he instructs the angels. He says, Mark 144,000 Jews. They will be Jews. Mark them on their foreheads with God's mark. And here comes the copycat. Who's the copycat? Lucifer himself. And you will see in the passage, because I'm going to read through the whole passage in chapter 13, you will see how he copycats God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. He copycats that with the unholy trinity. So you open up in your Bible in Revelation 13 and bear with me. There's a lot of scripture reading, but as we go through, I will unpack it for you. Remember, we're coming to the mark of the beast, but we need to lay the foundation. I don't want to take a scripture out of context. So here we find it now in Revelation 13 verse 1. He says, Then I stood on the, on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads blasphemous name. So the first actor who comes out is this beast that comes out of the water. There's a few things you need to know about the sea and the Jewish nation of old. They didn't like the sea. They detested the sea because they believed that evil comes from the sea. Horror comes from the sea. It's not like you and me to go to the seaside to have a holiday or get on a ship like I've done and go over the ocean. They didn't like that because it's the dark pit of the sea. And out of this now comes this beast and he rises up. So who's this beast? 
The beast here in Revelation 13 is none other than the Antichrist. It just means instead of Christ. So what is going to happen in the world in the future is they will come in one who is instead of Christ. The world is already rejecting the Christ that you and I serve. But they need to get somebody else instead of him. Somebody that the whole planet will follow. And here comes this beast out of the water. And there's a graphic description of him. So let it be known, this is not Satan. This is not Lucifer. But he's been stirred on by Lucifer. And here we find it now. He says <clears throat> he's got ten horns on his head and he's got, uh, um, he's got seven heads and ten horns. That is a sign and a picture of absolute power. So that means that when this man comes on the scene, there will be no other greater power than him. Absolute power. In verse 2 he says, Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. Just imagine yourself this picture that comes out here. Can you see that beast? It, it is incredible to think. But this also shows towards the fact that he will be swift. He will be quick like a leopard. He will be devastating like a bear. And his teeth will be like that of a lion. He crushes everything. This picture, by the way, refers back to, and you need to go and read Daniel chapter 7. Because Daniel chapter 7 saw four beasts coming out of the sea. And each one of them were these beasts. A leopard, a bear, a lion. And those were presented back in the day of Daniel, specific empires who came and ruled. But now we find in the latter years, in the end times, no more empires ruling. Listen carefully. This is no longer empires uh, uh, ruling. This is now a man, a person. Hence, when you look around the world now, there's a massive move to come to a one world order. A global community. You, you've heard these words. You know, uh, Bush, the Bushes who came out, it's not the first people who coined this phrase New World Order. They were some of the first who spoke it publicly. But it is not going to be, here in this verse is evidence to the fact that this is not going to be the Chinese or, you know, the Russians or it's going to be, um, you know, even ISIS or it, it's, it's not an ideology. This is going to be one man with a global audience who encompasses inside of him all the powers and all of the authority of all of the previous empires that this earth has got history of. So we see now in verse 3, or in, in that same verse, sorry, part B there, he says he was like a leopard, a bear, and the mouth of a lion. Now the dragon, here comes another player in. Who's the dragon? We will see. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Three things that rules the world. Notice where this power comes from. It comes from the dragon. He gives the beast, the Antichrist, its power. It gives him his throne and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. 
and all the world marveled and followed the beast. Now again, copycat. Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was crucified. The world saw him dying. The soldiers came past and they didn't break his legs because it was prophesied. But they, they knew he was dead. They put him in the grave. And then what happened? After three days, he was risen from the grave and he lived. And this is what we believe. This is my Christ. He's a risen Christ, we say. So comes in the copycat. He need to copycat the same thing. So what does he do? One of these heads or this antichrist will be wounded, but miraculously he will be healed. The copycat himself. So who's the, the dragon then? Because remember, we're going to talk about the unholy trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Satan, Lucifer, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. There's the three. So we go now to chapter 12, verse 1. I want you to concentrate here now. Because I've heard so many misconceptions about what I'm reading to you. I'm going to give you the, the, the commentary. Revelation chapter 12. Now a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she carried out in labor and in pain gives birth. Who is this woman? There's only one answer. This woman is the nation of Israel. It's the Jews. How do you get to that preacher? It's in the scriptures. I don't have to bend the scriptures to make this work. This woman, and when it says he's clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, and a garland of 12 stars, refers back to the dream in the Old Testament that Joseph had. Now, that's not the only evidence, because on, on a testimony of two or three witnesses, a case will stand. But this woman is nobody else. It's not a church group today, like some claim. You know, there's a group out there who claims that they're the woman. No, it's not. This woman, this, this, this passage in chapter 12, you need to understand how to read it. It is, it is when you take a videotape and you rewind it and you fast forward it. So you can see the whole lifespan of a person. You know, if I take a video of you from birth to from 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 a cradle to grave, you know, I take a whole video and I play the whole video and I record it. And at the end, we, you know, when we have a funeral, I play it all over and we go into a snippet when you were born. This is how chapter 12 plays out. It goes back into history and it shows the birth of the male child. Look at verse three. He says, and another sign appeared in heaven. So two signs, the woman, behold, a great fiery red dragon, dragon having seven heads and ten horns. Hello, this is Satan. He, he had seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads, that's crowns. He stole through a third of the stars of heaven, threw them out to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child, capital letter, as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. Who's that? That is Jesus Christ. 
Look, I've got not a lot of time. I've got so many scriptures and I want to go, don't want to go on too long, but there's so many scriptures that can prove this now. In the book of Psalms, he talks about Jesus is going to rule the world with a rod of iron. Here he talks about that male child who was born by whom? By the woman. Where did Jesus come out? From the South African race or the Germans? No, he came from the Jewish nation. And the Jewish nation is represented here by the woman. And what did the dragon do? He was looking at the woman. And, and he knew she, well, she had a, a, a child, a, a, you know, the, the child was going to be born. He knew it from the, from the garden of, of, of Genesis, from the garden of Eden, that God said that there will come one who will crush you. And it will come from that nation. And what happens now? And soon as it were born, he wanted to crush it. And we see evidences of that when Jesus was born, that King Herod went out and he killed all the boys under two years old. But that was only a, a physical manifestation of what was going on in the spiritual world. I'm sorry if I talk fast, but there's so much. And the child was caught up to God and his throne. Hello? What happened here? He was caught up to God. He was a patsu to God. How did that happen? We all know and you believe as a child of God that when he was risen 50 days after that, he ascended on high with what? With clouds. Like you and I are going to ascend on high with the rapture. He's coming back with those clouds and we will meet him in the air. So here we read the same thing in Revelation chapter 12, which is this movie playing fast forward. You know, it's, it's like pressing the fast forward button on your video recorder and it fast forward through history. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. What is this? This is so exciting. It's prophecy. Israel will flee into the wilderness to a place that God's prepared for her. Who will flee there? Israel. The woman will flee there. What's going to happen? We see it all over the news. We see how the nations of the world is coming down on that small little country. Israel. We see how the, the kings of the east is going to come in. They all want to get rid of this, like they call it, the little Satan. Iran is now got in so much impetus. Look, this thing with Afghanistan just didn't happen. I know Biden is, is, is weak and, you know, it happened under his watch, but it was it meant to happen under, under any president's watch. It was meant to happen. Anyway, whether it was Trump in control, whether it was, you know, next powerful man in control of America, this was always going to happen. Out of that nation will come, which, the, which, which they, they prophesy themselves, you know, is going to come an army, an army, a strong army with black flags, ISIS-K. But here now we find that they, they're going to run into the, they're going to flee into the wilderness by, by a place that God prepared for them because God is not finished with his nation. So let me continue quickly because I want to come back to chapter 13. So Revelation 12, 9. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil. Now we know who the great dragon is. And Satan who deceives the world, he was cast to the earth and the angels were cast with him. 
So now you understand in Revelation chapter 13, verse 2, when he says, The dragon gave him his power, that's Satan. <clears throat> so Satan is going to come and he's going to give power to the Antichrist. This is still to happen. But you see evidences on, on your news right now. You see the world moving into formation for these things to happen. Already there is a, you know, a massive push for a one world order, a new world order. There is a push for the culling of many people. Many people is going to die. I'm not telling you now what I think. This is not conspiracy theory. The Bible says that there is millions of people that's going to die. Unfortunately, it's true. But what they say the plague is going to do, what a lot of people is preaching and say that, you know, it is uh, Bill Gates who's going to do it. Doesn't matter who's going to do it. It's going to happen. But it's not. Revelation chapter 13 verse 4. So they worship the dragon. Everybody say with me worship. <laughs> I know if this was a church you would have said worship. But make a note under that. Underline that in your Bible. This is critical for you to understand the mark of the beast. So they worshipped the dragon. Worship here is not just singing songs like they do in the churches today. Like some 21st century churches, mega churches, you know, worship and you can shout and work yourself into a really euphoria feeling. This is not that kind of worship. Worship here is a dedication of self, everything in you, to your cause. That is, by the way, how God wants us to worship Him. If you want a definition of worship, you go to the Ten Commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind and everything. That is worship. It's not just singing on a guitar or making funny noises or strange things. That's not worship. These people will love the dragon with everything they've got. They will give everything to this dragon, even their lives. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. Two words here, worship and authority. And they worship the beast. Saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things, blasphemies. And he was giving authority to continue for 42 months. Now, listen to this now. Who will be able to make war against him? This will be such a powerful, powerful man. He will have all control. Nobody will be able to overthrow him with war. There is currently not one nation on the face of the planet who can make that statement. I know the Americans has got the biggest war machine in the world, but that's come tumbling down fast. Their wokeness is killing the army. Just look what happened in Afghanistan. Their firepower has been given over to the enemy. It's all to bring it down. This is all playing into one direction, friend. It's all coming down to one thing. And that is for this one world order to come in and not, not a great country or anything. 
You see, the, the theme here is worship from verse 4. Worship. You say, never. I will never worship Satan. I will never worship him. And this is why it is so cleverly written in verse 4. They worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. They didn't see him outright, but they saw the Antichrist because they also worshipped the Antichrist. And through the Antichrist, they worshipped the one who gave him the authority. And they worshipped that one. <laughs> you see, that's the deception that's happening here. And if you just read quickly over that verse, you will just glance over it. But it is so much packed into this. They worship the Antichrist, <clears throat> gave him everything they've got. You say to me, never. I will never do that. Well, not true. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. There are still Christians who believe that Satan is this devil with the two horns and the pig fork. That is one of the biggest lies that devil himself infiltrated into the hearts and the minds of the people. Nowhere in the Bible is he described with two horns and a pitchfork and a tail and he's red. No. <laughs> he will come like the angel of light and people will look at him and go, wow, what a great, great person. I love him. I will dedicate my life to him. Paul warns against that. There is, therefore, it is no great thing if, if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. And I see this. It sometimes frustrates me, I must be honest to you, when I see these transformers, that's what you can call them, when you see them going and they proclaim Jesus and they do funny things and they've got funny titles, you know, prophet, apostle, I've seen one now. I don't want to, I've got, I need to get back to the word. In verse 6, it says, Then he opened up his mouth and blasphemed against God, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. I want you to listen carefully what I'm going to tell you now. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. So there are those who believe that these saints here is the church. And I disagree. Because if that is the church, then Jesus himself told the lie to Peter. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 18, when he turns to Peter and he says to him, I also say to you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. It will not prevail against it. Yet here it says in verse 7, it was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. But yet Jesus said it will not prevail against it. So who is the saints then? I'm absolutely under the belief that these saints are still the ones who will come to God to repentance after the rapture. You say to me, how can that be? You know, 
Well, you're going to have 144,000 Jews preaching the gospel. You're going to have two witnesses doing the same thing. And you're going to have angels preaching the gospel after the church has been removed from the earth. Eight, 13 verse 8, and he says, All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the slain lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So again, if you look back here now from verse 4 onwards, you find the word worship. So there's an, an association with worshiping the Antichrist. And it's overwhelming. This effect of worshiping that we find that's going to happen after this is, is happening, after the Antichrist comes onto the picture. And this dictator, which he will become, he will become a dictator. He will have a demand for worship. He will demand worship from his followers. And this is now leading into, if you demand somebody to do it, you need to identify those who are worshiping you. You see where this is going. It's in that verse. He will, and all who dwell on, on, on earth will worship him. Those whose names are not in the book of life. Now that's, that's a result for those who will take the mark of the beast. Their names will come up and they will not go to heaven. You say, but you know, how is this thing? How can we identify this? And then the Bible already spoke about something similar that happened. If you look back in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 3, you read about a king. An absolute dictator. Back in his day, King Nebuchadnezzar was the biggest power on the earth with his, with his empire. And then I'm going to read for you from verse 3, Daniel 3 verse 3, and see how the similarities are finding itself towards what is coming. You see, there's nothing new under the sun. In chapter 3 verse 3, it says, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold. We will read on in Revelation chapter 13. You will see this coming up an image again. False worshippers love images. Now he made an image of gold. He set it up in the plain of Dura. In the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent forth to gather together all the officials. You get all the names these of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which the king had set up. Verse 3, so all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that the king has set up. So the whole set is being set and ready. There's the golden image. There's all of the people coming together to worship the image. To worship a false god. To worship an instead of Christ. And remember, in and amongst those people were the Jewish captives, Daniel, Sadrach, Mesek, Abednego, and a lot of Jewish sons. And the decree went out for these people to worship the image. Verse 4, Then Herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, do you get the feeling that this is a global thing as well? It was already foretold in Daniel. 
that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp and lyre and the psalmry, a symphony with all kinds of mu music, you shall fall down an image and worship the golden image. And if you do not do that, you will be cast into a fiery furnace. So at that time in verse 7, when all the people heard the horn, the, the flute, the, the symphony, all the people, the nations, the languages fell down and worshipped the image which King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Fast forward, Revelation chapter 13, things to come. All who dwell on the earth, in verse 8, will worship Him. Now let's continue on, because now there's a second beast that's going to come out. The first beast we know now is from the sea. It's the Antichrist. He gets his power, his throne, and his authority from Satan himself. <clears throat> that's a copycat of God the Father and God the Son. Verse 13, chapter 13, verse 11, Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth, not from the sea. This one comes out of the earth. And he had horns like a lamb, two horns like a lamb, and spoke like a dragon. You see, the imagery here is the lamb of God. Remember, it's a copycat image now. And there's two horns. Listen carefully to me, because again you see that every day of your life right now. The two horns represents the state, political state, and the church. I mean, you need to study the whole book of Revelation. I'm just giving you a quick, a quick, fast explanation of this. A summary. He had two horns, like a lamb. What is a lamb? It, you know, this is what the state says. Vote us in and, you know, we will submit, we will do what you, you say. The church, come and, you know, be humble. But then the power comes out. It speaks like a dragon. Speaks like Satan. And he exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence and causes, now see what this do, causes those who dwelt dwell in it in the earth to worship the first beast it's all about worship i know i repeat myself it causes the second beast is the false prophet it is a copycat of the holy spirit it causes the people on the earth to worship the beast whose deadly wound was healed. You see that copycats, Jesus Christ who was risen. <clears throat> he performs great signs so that even makes fire comes down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. This is copycatting Elijah. Remember when Elijah was on the Mount Carmel and all those false prophets, all those false prophets prayed to their God and no fire could consume their offering. And then Elijah prayed to God and a fire from heaven came and he consumed the offering. Not only that, before this there were two witnesses on the earth and they called fire from heaven. Now the copycat's going to come on the scene and deceive the multitudes of people by doing the same signs. 
Do not be deceived, my dear brother and sister. So that even he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth. So we go back to, one, uh, to, to the quote. <clears throat> By those signs which he has granted to do the sight of beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lift. So this is the Antichrist. This is the false prophet. And there is a supernatural power which is against God and truth operating in our world right now. You know, there's some people who can do powers, can do strange things with the supernatural power, but it's not for God, it's against God. As well as there is a supernatural power for God and for the truth. And it's your and my work to identify them, to discern them. And you will not be able to discern them if you do not have the knowledge of them and identify them. Jesus. So we see this false prophet coming out. Verse 15, he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. This will still happen. There's going to be strange things happening in front of your eyes. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Let me just say as a caveat here. Like I say, he gives granted to give breath to the image of the beast. That's not happened before where an image will be made and then the false prophet will come and some magical trick you do, the image will start to move and live and have breath. You go on YouTube now and you put in aliens or alien ships or, or encounters. And there's a lot of footage now of, of unidentified strange things going on. And you can't debunk them. Even the military is now into this. Strange things happening in our world. There's, there's some massive loud noises that happen in some cities. Unexplainable. This is the end times. It's going to intensify. Like I say again, there is a supernatural power which is against God. Let me say, there is not life out there except God on other planets. There is not aliens coming from another planet. That is a lot of nonsense. But people will make it believe and supernatural powers will, will make it believe so that even in front of your eyes, you will see these things and you can be deceived if possible. Now let me come now to what I started off doing, the mark of the beast. Because now that you've got the platform, the background, two beasts and Satan, the, the unholy trinity coming to, to the front now. And the main theme of everything is worship. Worship. You knowingly worship something. It's not something that just falls on you. You make a decision to worship. Let me tell you, brother and sister, you make a decision to follow Christ with everything or not. 
Verse 16, He caused both small and great rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand and their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark in the name of the beast <coughs> or the number of his name. We know what that number is. It's 666 in verse 18. But I don't want to talk about that now. I think I've run closely out of time. As I've said, he's always a copycat. 144,000 were marked on their foreheads by God in Revelation chapter 7. And here he comes and he needs to mark his own because this war is no longer against man, it's against God. Now let's look at this mark and identify it. Some says it's the vaccine. Some say that you can accidentally get it, you know, accidentally take it. Some say it's the chip and they're going to put a chip in you. And we don't know because all of that is speculation and, and right so, you know, the chip which I've got now, the RFI scanner chip, might be it. It might be that thing which they do put in you, in people. That might become it. But friend, if you put a chip in, you can take it out. Again, it comes back to worship. It's going to be something new. It could be on the back end of this chip, but it will be something that if you take it, you cannot remove it. I want to be clear about this. I've heard for so many years now, people talking about the RFI chip. And it might as well be the forerunner to it. Let me just point out, say, I do not believe the vaccine is the chip or the mark of the beast. There is no evidence of that. So <clears throat> what do we know about this? mark of the beast we know that the mark will come through the state and the church we know that the church will be a forerunner for this mark remember it was the people spontaneously worship the dragon and the antichrist but when the false prophet came he instructed the people to worship the, the image the beast so it will be state and it will be church combined to bring in the mark of the beast. And we see some of it right now. The state is now on the forefront of pushing the vaccines. Is the vaccine the mark? No, it's not. But is it conditioning people? Yes, it is. I will come to that. You see the second beast is like a lamb and he's got these two horns and it's through that. But this mark here is associated to worship and with worship. So it's a willful choice. It's not something that you will accidentally take. Because I know there's a lot of Christians who's taken the vaccines and now they hear this preaching about the vaccine is the mark of the beast and they already feel condemned. Do you believe 100% that God will give the mark of the beast as a quiz show, whether you know the answer or not? No, we will know exactly. And the people will know exactly what they're doing. 
They will know exactly that they had to deny God and worship the false God. Now, the other thing about this. This is not in the shoulder, the mark. It is on the right hand and the forehead. Now, I don't see when I look on TV how they vaccinate the people, that they vaccinate them in the forehead on the right hand. I don't see that. <clears throat> so the vaccine is not the mark of the beast. And it's not even coming close to the mark of the beast. We also see that when you have this mark, that you can't buy or sell. Now, yes, I get it. But it is true that now you're going to have a vaccine passport. And you can't go to certain places with the vaccine passport. Again, I'm coming back to the point that it is conditioning people. It's getting the people ready for something that's going to come. There will be crowd psychosis going on, like we see now. The mass psychosis, which we've heard about. The first thing that needs to happen to get people or to get a crowd psychosis going is to you've got to generate fear in the hearts and the minds of people. And it's happening right now with, you know, rumors of war and with viruses, pestilences. And there's always clever people coming out and telling the population, we've got the truth and everything else is false. They will cancel eventually this podcast. They will eventually cancel my YouTube account. You see that happen because of the truth that we speak. And then you get what you call waves of terror. To approach the goal, they need to fear people. And when it gets to the top, of the highest fear that people can bear, there comes a time of calmness. But the time of calmness is always higher than the place where you began at first. Because now you've got knowledge of this fear. And then they will drum up higher fear. Because now you can handle it. You've already got knowledge and experience of the previous fear and they drum up fear and this wave will come in of fear and we're going to die and then they calm it down again and again that calm period is higher than the previous calm period. And in all of this while it's happening you see a decline in morality and then they drum up more fear and the fear is always going higher. It's going to be worse. And even more worse, I want you to listen to your politicians when I speak on the news. You know, I've heard somebody now from Queensland, you know, the Premier saying that if you allow the, the borders to open up, that, you know, this virus will come into your children now. Now it's your children. But at first, when the fear was generated back in the day, two years ago, they said children is immune from this. Now it's going to get your children. You see, it's going every time higher. And then they're going to calm it down and eventually it will go higher until you get into a point of total, total control of people's hearts and minds. And how do they do that? Absolute obedience. And they want these platforms like CNN and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. They want all these platforms to, to propagate their message. 
And that is killing the mind of the people. And there's one tool they're using. And that's isolating. It's isolating. We've seen this so many times in, in animal trials where they isolate an animal. They can take a dangerous animal and isolate him from his pack. And, you know, starve him from food. And then at, at one stage, at any, and they will give him messages controlled by them. And they can do with that animal whatever they want to do. Well, friend, that's the same thing that's happening today. They're isolating people and they are feeding their message, their message to people. So, yes, you ask me, are we in the last days? Are these things going to happen? Yes, things are being set up for the mark of the beast. But don't fear, don't fret. Because, friend, you will not take that mark unwillingly. You will willfully take that mark if you are there to take it. So I'm going to stop there and I know it's a lot of information, a lot of download. I pray and I hope that you found some good in it and some knowledge out of it. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word. Father, this is, this is deep knowledge, which is in plain sight. I just pray, Lord, that you give us uh, comfort in your hearts, not fear, but comfort, because our comfort is in you. Protect our people, Lord, against the false messages. Help us, Lord, to get through this. Help us to understand. In Jesus' name, amen.